Redeemer as we continue growing in our understanding of our own story. We are gathering and sharing the stories of the people in this place. With our new podcast, Interrupting Grace, Living Into the Way of Love, we will share these stories, the stories of grace and action, the stories of love in the world, the stories of living the way of love. How are you the interrupting grace? The Way of Love at Home series is part of our Interrupting Grace podcast. Major General Gordon Granger and 1,800 Union troops landed in Galveston, Texas on June 18, 1865. The next day, June 19, 1865, he issued General Orders Number 3, declaring that the last remaining enslaved people in the United States were finally free. The people of Texas are informed that, in accordance with the proclamation from the Executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves, and the connection heretofore existing between them becomes that between employer and hired labor. The freedmen are advised to remain quietly at their present homes and work for wages. They are informed that they will not be allowed to collect at military posts and that they will not be supported in idleness either there or elsewhere. Those are General Orders Number 3, Headquarters, District of Texas, Galveston, June 19, 1865. Why was it needed? You may be asking yourself, why was the order necessary? After all, the Emancipation Proclamation that declared all persons held as slaves are and henceforward shall be free was issued more than two years before on January 1st, 1863, the United States Congress has had also already passed the 13th Amendment to end slavery nearly six months before on January 31st, 1865, and General Robert E. Lee had already surrendered to General Ulysses S. Grant on April 9th, 1865, marking the end of the Civil War. There are a few reasons. One, the Emancipation Proclamation didn't free all enslaved people. The United States had no means to enforce the 13th Amendment, and because of Texas's remote location, slave owners were able to maintain enforced slavery after Lee's surrender due to the minimal number of Union troops available to enforce emancipation. A day to celebrate General Orders Number 3 solidified emancipation in the United States and made way for 250,000 people still enslaved to finally gain their freedom. June 19, 1865 offered a first to African Americans, a definitive date when freedom was gained. Imagine you and your family had suffered through 10 generations of enslavement and experienced the trauma of watching your family members being sold away from each other. Imagine punishment so severe that nearly ended your life. Imagine being reminded every day you're nothing but property and constantly feeling the desire for freedom. Now imagine the day freedom finally comes for you and your family. What would that day mean to you? Would you remember that date? Would you cherish and celebrate the date for generations to come? Would you use that date to continue to fight for inclusive freedom? This is what Juneteenth means to millions of African Americans across the country. 
Juneteenth traditions. From 1865 forward, African Americans gathered in Texas every year to honor and celebrate their freedom. These celebrations evolved into what is known today as Juneteenth, but were also referred to as Jubilee Day and Emancipation Day early on. African Americans were prohibited from using public spaces to celebrate Juneteenth, so they collected money to purchase land to carry on tradition. Emancipation Park in Houston, Texas was purchased for this purpose in 1872 for $1,000. Outdoor activities, dressing up, and shared food were the three main elements of Juneteenth celebrations. Rodeos, fishing, baseball, prayer service, singing, dancing, and reciting the Emancipation Proclamation were all common activities. Guests often dressed in their finest clothing for the occasion, and everyone brought food to share with others. The barbecue pit became one of the most important aspects of the day. More traditional and just as popular was the barbecuing through which Juneteenth participants could share in the spirit and aromas that their ancestors, the newly emancipated African Americans, would have experienced during their ceremonies. That's from Juneteenth.com. Juneteenth today. Juneteenth became more than just a celebration of freedom. It became a way for families to reunite, a way for African Americans to organize politically, economically, spiritually, a way to educate and inspire future generations to come, and a way to show their pride, strength, and resolve. Juneteenth today celebrates African American freedom and achievement, while encouraging continuous self-development and respect for all cultures. From its humble beginnings in Texas, Juneteenth is now celebrated in cities and towns throughout the country. Millions of Americans gather to experience this celebration. In 1979, Texas became the first state to make Juneteenth a state holiday. Today, 41 states either recognize or observe Juneteenth as a state holiday. This is from the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center's website here in Cincinnati on the banks of the Ohio River. And I recommend that you just check out the website, check out their information. There's so much, there's so many resources, and it's right there at our fingertips. Today is June 19th, 2020. I think it's important to share this story as we continually strive to understand our own story, and this is part of it. We're also going to be taking a little break from the Way of Love at Home podcast. We'll be back July 10th. In the meantime, check out these podcasts. 99% Invisible. It's about the thought that goes into the things we don't think about. The unknown its architecture and the design that shapes the world. Nancy. Nancy is a podcast featuring queer stories and conversation and hosted by two best friends, neither of whom are named Nancy. It's a podcast about how we define ourselves and the journey it takes to get there. Ear Hustle. Ear Hustle brings you the daily realities of life inside prison shared by those living it in stories from the outside, post-incarceration. It's been a minute. Each week, Sam Sanders interviews people in the culture who deserve your attention. Code Switch. It's the fearless conversations about race that you've been waiting for. Hosted by journalists of color, the podcast tackles the subject of race head-on. We explore how it impacts every part of society, from politics to pop culture to history, sports, and everything in between. Stuff You Missed in History Class brings you the greatest and strangest stuff you missed in history class. Radio Diaries. First-person diaries, sound portraits, and hidden chapters of history. And one of my favorites, Snap Judgment. 
Snap Judgment tells intriguing stories about extraordinary and defining events in people's lives. Snap Judgment is also on 91.7 WVXU on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. This is Annie Stevens-Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in the Queen of the Midwest, Cincinnati, Ohio. And recording from my guest room, this has been The Way of Love at Home.